Live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, CAB Incorporated presents Celebrating Powerhouse Women. Now, here's your host, Amanda Pierch. Hello and welcome to the Celebrating Powerhouse Women series here on Business Radio X. We are excited to have you join us for this series that salutes and recognizes women who are making an impact in our community. This show is presented by CAB Incorporated and brought to you in part by Cat Rangers. CAB Incorporated has been a distinguished leader in manufacturing and global sourcing since 1982, serving a variety of industries including infrastructure, hydraulics, automotive, and rail with their precision, machined, iron, and steel products. As a women-owned company, CAB is proud to be the presenting sponsor of the Celebrating Powerhouse Women series. Let's welcome our powerhouse guests today. I have in studio Miss Tammy Shoemate, Shoemate, pardon me, and also Suzanne Messino. Good morning, ladies. Good, Good morning. morning. Thank you for joining us both today on this show. Um, let's go ahead and jump right into a little bit about each of you and what you guys do in the roles that you're in. We'll start with Suzanne. Ms. Suzanne is with Matchwell. Tell us a little bit about what you do at Matchwell. Yeah, so um, I always launch that I'm an occupational therapist by trade. So, um, but I'm additionally, I'm a co-founder of Matchwell and Matchwell is a technology platform where nurses and other clinicians can go easily find work that works for them from flexible to full-time and without having to go through a staffing agency. Or a middleman. So we are a bit of a disruptor, and uh, which is a blast. So. In the marketplace, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's very interesting. I know that a lot of RNs or um, people in the, the clinician world have trouble placing themselves after they obtain their degrees. Right. And oftentimes fitting in that um, work to their busy schedule, being a parent, maybe even still going to school. Talk a little bit about the concept and how you arrived at um, fulfilling this need. Yeah, absolutely. So our founder um, came from a, a staffing industry. I was in staffing as well and basically just sort of decided there had to be a better way. It's extremely expensive, usually about 100% markup for uh, hospitals and facilities to go through a staffing agency. Um, and so he just figured there's got to be a better way. And he um, decided to create this technology platform that directly connects the two without having to go through a staffing agency. I was there as sort of a mentor and a cheerleader for him until really all of a sudden he said, you know, we need somebody on the recruiting side, which was sort of my wheelhouse. And um, thought about it for a little bit and decided that it had not only grabbed my attention, the concept, but it grabbed my heart and the rest was history. So here I am. <laughs> How long has Matchwell been in existence? Uh, well, we flipped the switch to on with the technology in April. Uh, it took about a year to build it. So about a year and a half, actually. A year and a half. Yeah. And how would a new nurse or um, somebody in the medical industry go about finding you and becoming connected so that they can match well with an employer? That's a great question. So really, um, we are using a lot of the same techniques and tools we used um, through traditional healthcare staffing. So we use job boards, we have licensure lists, we email, we text, we connect. Um, any which way we can get their attention, we get the word out to them. So, yeah. Is it like an app that they can jump yes. on? Yes. So okay. they go to wematchwell.com mm -hmm. and they can go in and fill out a profile of what skills they have, their credentials, where and when they want to work, and there's jobs on there they can apply directly, which is cool for them. They only have to apply once. They upload their all of their Resume. credentials, yeah. which is a lot with a nurse, um, and they see all the opportunities in one uh, platform. One platform. Makes it easy for them. And how do you partner with the healthcare side? How, how do you find um, the, the roles within maybe like east side or north side? Exactly. How do you partner with the... 
the yeah. facilities. So we um, do traditional sales. We are literally door to door. We go and tell our story. It's interesting because we're kind of messing with the rules of a prevailing model. So there's the staffing industry world where a lot of the you know facilities and hospitals are familiar with it. Mm-hmm. So it's a story we have to tell because it's not out there. It's not like we can compare ourselves currently to, oh, we're like this staffing agency or, mm-hmm. or whatever. So um, it's very transactional and we have had lots and lots and lots and lots of meetings, and it's interesting. The feedback is phenomenal. It's, it's. Uh, I think the timing is right. I bet. Well, congratulations Thank to you, you and your success. Thank you. And I'm sure there are lots of uh, medical professionals out there that are benefiting from your service. Yeah, absolutely. That was kind of the wild card. We knew the facilities would like this because it's a huge cost savings. What we weren't sure about is how the clinicians would, would feel. Nurses are in high demand. They've got lots and lots of options out there, but um, we have been pleasantly surprised. They have been um, uh, very, very interested in what we have to offer. So that's exciting. Oh, well, thank you so much for telling us a little bit about Matchwell. Thank you. I'm going to parlay over here to Tammy and have her tell us a little bit about her venture with Brand Mortgage slash Capital City Homes. Okay. Um, I actually kind of got to to the mortgage business kind of differently. Um, I worked for Merrill Lynch when I got out of school and then had kids, decided to stay home with them for a while, um, was asked to serve an unexpired term on Grayson City Council. So that's kind of how I got to know Suzanne's husband, Nick, uh-huh. because he was serving um, on the Swanee City Council for quite some time, too. So I was there about 18 years. And in 2006, when my husband started the mortgage company, uh, you know, soon after that, the economy tanked. Yes. So the good been thing around is, 2008. yes, a perfect timing, <laughs> you know, you start a new company and the good thing is we didn't have to fire any employees because we didn't have that many. We had a small office in Lawrenceville, and um, one day he came home, and it, I love telling the story, but, you know, I was enjoying time because I had small children, and, you know, well, they were actually were probably getting to be in 12, 14 years old, and I started to play tennis. It was fun, and I remember leaving one day. I had my tennis clothes on. I said, wish me good luck on my match, and and he goes, well, wish me good luck on our future because, I mean, every day you had to go to work and look like things were great, yeah. and they really weren't. So um, he asked me if I'd come on and just start doing some of the accounting, things like that. So I started working a couple of days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, that morphed into because then the mortgage business took off right. overnight, and I was going to five days a week. And so I started doing a lot of our morphed into corporate development mainly because – I had been in Leadership Gwinnett and was on the chamber board, and so a lot of that was great for our business to get our name out there and meet people to where he was spending a lot of his time building the mortgage company. So, And we're currently um, in 10, we do business in 10 states. We have about 225, 250 employees. So we've definitely grown over the years into what we are now. Yes. And we do all residential lending. Okay. Well, congratulations to you and turning it around. I know that was a difficult time breaking into the market, and you guys actually just took off in flight from there. It teaches you a lot. It does, <laughs> about about the grit. Yes. Now, I know you guys have something exciting coming up on March 1st. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes. Um, we will actually, we partnered with Capital City Bank out of Tallahassee. They're a 125-year-old bank with about $3 billion in assets. And with a lot of banks, they want mortgage companies, but they're really two different animals between mortgage and banking. Mm -hmm. So we actually are starting Capital City Bank and bringing all of their mortgage division over into ours. So um, it will definitely increase their footprint as Mm -hmm. well as ours as well. Yeah, Um, We're excited about it. So it's it's just, I, I love the new name. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be great. And we needed to change our name anyway from the brand mortgage. So 
the Capital City Home Loans mm-hmm. is going to be perfect. I like that. That packs a punch. Capital City. Yeah. <laughs> Capital City Home Loans. Awesome. Now, I'm going to put you both in the hot seat because we're actually amongst friends here. Talk a little bit about your relationship professionally and personally and um, how you guys kind of came together. Wow, we've known each other a long time. I know. Mostly through Nick, I think. But Tammy probably doesn't know this, but she is a gigantic mentor. We use her name around the house more than anything. She's a household name? (laughs) What would Tammy do? Yeah, so hopefully it's not bad stuff. So um. <laughs> no, it's, got, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I met Nick when we were both on city councils, and, and all of the cities were going through a really difficult time. With um, Splost was coming mm-hmm. out, and they really, the county really didn't know how to distribute it between all yeah. the cities. So Nick and me and a couple others seemed to be the lead people, kind of negotiating a mm-hmm. lot of it and getting the meetings together. And Nick was from a really big city with Swanee, and I was from a tiny city in with. Grayson. Grayson. So he was so great about making sure the big cities realized what the small cities needed to be able to function. So Uh um, anyway, it just kind of went through there and we got to be friends from that and met Suzanne through it. And they've got kids that are, you know, going through a lot of the things that my kids went through. So it's nice. Good. Awesome. And you've been friends ever since. Yeah, that's right. Well, Suzanne, for those that don't know who Nick is, do you want to tell a little bit about what he does for the great city of Gwinnett? Yeah. So Nick is um, newly appointed CEO of the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you can catch him at all the civic events. That's right. Might even catch him at Orange Theory Fitness. That's right. Yes. Yes. More than me. (laughs) I enjoy Orange Theory. He and I actually crossed paths there one time. So I was like, hey, you might not recognize me because I didn't look like this. But great burning with you this morning. That's right. That's right. And Nick has done a great job, too. He um, is one of the younger um, CEOs, presidents that the Chamber's ever had. Mm -hmm. And Gwinnett's kind of, I think, at a huge turning point right now. And he's made a huge effort, as have past presidents as well, too, to make sure that the board is more diverse Mm -hmm. and reflective of what the community is. So he has been running like crazy just since he took the position. and. I love every single month just seeing the financials and everything else because he's literally gone through every inch of the chamber and looked at what we're doing that we shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. and putting P&Ls to everything and making sure that we're really um, – he always says we're putting the commerce back in the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce. That's I'm sure amazing. you hear that every day yeah. in your households. <laughs> Along with your name. That's yes. Right. That's right. <laughs> that is, he has done um, great things for the Chamber of Commerce. We are active participants here at Business Radio X, and we always enjoy all of the information that's delivered and all the functions that they put together. I'm very proud. That kind of leads me to um, another question I wanted to ask you, and please feel free, both of you, to chime in. Um, I participate in the Gwinnett Young Professionals, and for a young professional like myself, being that you both have had quite the road to success to where you are today, what would you recommend to someone that is kind of establishing themselves and climbing that ladder, trying to find their strengths in order to flourish in the business world today? And we'll start with Tammy because she's a household name. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) Um, I I would say, you know, even when I was growing up, my parents were incredibly involved in the community. Um, And my husband, his mom died when he was like seven. So he's always said the Gwinnett community raised him. He wanted to give back to what they were doing. So my children have actually grown up in a world that they were they say we dragged them to everything we went to and sometimes he'd make them sit in different meetings at work so I think too putting that in them that they need to be giving back and getting involved in the community and they've noticed how it's helped their business Mm -hmm. as well because they have one together and it's I think it's nice they've liked the connections the networking and they have definitely seen the business the business benefits 
from that. I would agree with the networking. Are you able to share what your children do in their joint venture? Yes, they um, actually have Shuma Sports. It's based at um, Briscoe Gwinnett County Airport. I think I've heard of Shuma Sports. Yeah. Yeah, they, my daughter started it and then my son was a financial analyst at, at Equifax and she needed help because she's not really the finance person. She's right. definitely sales. Uh-huh. And so he came over about a year or two later, and that's what they operated out of. They, they mostly do team sports. Mm-hmm. A lot of Gwinnett County schools, they do corporate logos, corporate wear as well. Um, but And I think some small colleges, but their biggest one are team sports and in high schools. Very cool. Well, it's wonderful that they're able to work together collectively. Yes. Sometimes siblings, <laughs> there's that little bit of a riff. Every now and then uh-huh. there will be. So. <laughs> Keeps it exciting. It does. Now you see why the shoemates are <laughs> we're big a household name. whole family. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Well, I'll ask you the same question, Suzanne. What um, tips or tricks would you have for somebody that's trying to um, succeed at a young age? Yeah. I mean, I think if we're, we're um, I, I definitely get involved. Find your, your tribe. Um, and I think you're going to get out of stuff what you put into it. So get involved, find ways to collaborate, find mentors, Mm -hmm. um, be humble, talk about your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And as far as, you know, if we're talking about female leaders, that's, you know, a niche within itself. So finding other women that may be ahead of you in, in their career and just latching on, Mm -hmm. like, I don't think you need to ask someone necessarily to be the mentor, but, um, find them and keep asking them questions. Stay close. Stay close. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. There are lots of networking groups that we all participate in and then we all benefit from. Are you able to recommend one specifically that you found um, great value in or one that's helped propel you um, to where you're at today? You know, through the years, yes, I've, I did young professionals as well. I'm mm-hmm. a little outdated. Uh, I'm too old for that. <laughs> I don't at think this we point, can but. phase out. I don't know what the age group is, <laughs> age for that, but I'm rounding 40, 40 so I'm, I'm, I'm right there on it. the cusp. I'm, I'm definitely out. <laughs> but that was a good one. That was a great way to collaborate and meet people. Um, that was a big one. Uh-huh. I think we were probably in the early days of that initiative in Gwinnett, and that was a big one. But, um, you know, through your church, I just think we've found them in different ways. I mean, I think for me, the stage that I'm at, Looking back, um, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and finding those uh, is a great uh, tool as, you know, but I don't think that ever ends. Even at the stage I'm at Mm -hmm. and the the age I'm at, I constantly look for uh, people ahead of me and mentors to try to just, you know, ask good questions Mm -hmm. and um, it's been a huge help. Yeah. And best practices as well. Correct. Correct. And what would you say one of the most valuable groups you participated in this team? I would say it was probably Leadership One App, mainly because it was, I went through in 97, so I went through a long time ago. and. And it was at a part in my life that I was just starting to be on different boards. It kind of put me in connection with people. Being on a city council, it was huge because it put me in touch with all the people at the county and different cities so that Mm -hmm. they could answer questions. And I wasn't, you know, I I was in my bubble in Grace, and I really Mm -hmm. didn't know that many people. So it definitely helped me make those connections. Branch out. Yes. So I think the YP programs, even uh-huh. the Glance going at all those, yeah. they're they're great at connecting you with people that you would probably not run into in everyday life. Ordinarily, yeah. And they're great mentors, uh-huh. so that it's definitely helped. And it sounds like they're willing to be mentors because it's kind of in their wheelhouse and they're in within programs that um, help people with leadership. Yes. Yeah. I've heard about the Leadership Gwinnett program. I have yet to explore it, but now that you both highly recommend it, I might be working that into the budget for 2021 <laughs> i'm <laughs> getting the thumbs up for money my back worth there. spent so it's good. a very good program yeah. well speaking of initiatives um what are some initiatives of philanthropic that are near and dear to your heart what charities what type of organizations or how do you guys give back to our community we'll start yeah it's a great question um nick and i um from a very early age young life was a huge piece of our growing up we grew up 
um, <laughs> between eighth and ninth grade, so I feel like we grew up together, kind of. Um, and Young Life was big where we were, which was in Cincinnati at the mm-hmm. time. And so even when we moved to Gwinnett, we sought out Gwinnett, um, Young Life to um, start to get involved even before we had kids because we wanted to, to thrive um, for our future family. And it worked out that way. We thought, you know, we could put all this time and effort in, and they hate it, but they absolutely love it. So um, that's a big organization we give back to both of our time and our Finances. What is Young Life? I'm unfamiliar. Oh, it's a it. it's a um, non denominational Christian organization, mm-hmm. um, and they're active um, in Gwinnett County. Um, yeah, so it's okay. It's a great one. I'll yeah. have to look it up. Yeah, Young Life. And how about yourself, Tammy? I would say too, even through your church, mm-hmm. our one of our biggest focuses with the business we're in is financial literacy. And again, with um, I was telling you how my husband's mother passed away when mm-hmm. he was young. He's always been really big on single parents. So. Um, just the struggle they go through day to day Mm -hmm. and making sure that no one is hurting to go to college if if money's the issue. So he's always wanted to try to do things with scholarships for single parents and making sure that financial literacy is in all the schools. So that's That's probably our biggest one. Yeah. I will say um, that's not something that they really capitalized on as far as school whenever I was in high school back in 2004 um, financial literacy was uh, largely left out of the education portion of of what we were taught so the fact that you guys are out there um, kind of sharing the good word I think people will find a lot of value in that right yeah well we're kind of rounding the end of the show are there any thoughts that you ladies would like to leave the audience with before we depart well I just think you know especially if it's um, geared towards young women leaders that has been a journey for me um, and I think that I always, I just had a conversation um, that I was reminded of uh, that happened a while ago with a, a, a male executive. And, and he had said something along the lines of, we, we think about things differently. And I just think that I sort of grasped onto that and think as a female leader, mm-hmm. it, thinking about things differently. It reminded me of that book. Do you remember where men are from Mars and women, and women are from <laughs> Venus? Yeah, wow, exactly. I haven't uh-huh. heard that in a long time, but yes, yes. I read it. <laughs> yeah, the further you go in your career, at least I have seen that yes. the, there's less female presence. Mm-hmm. And I think just embracing that and trying to make sure you're, you're as a female leader, mm-hmm. making sure that you're comfortable with that and seeking out others that have, um, are ahead of you and, mm-hmm. and making sure that you feel your voice and you feel your confidence mm-hmm. and um, are heard. I'm, I'm an, uh, the only female executive on uh, with Matchwell so, and the only yeah. one on the board. So uh-huh. it is, you know, it's a tricky balance no yeah. matter what stage you're in, but it's uh, helpful to sort of make sure you're seeking out the, the tools and the resources because they're out there to help you uh, find your voice. Find your voice. I like that. Thank you for sharing. Sure. And last thought for me, I agree. And that is so true about with with females and just making sure that, like my daughter, she's very outspoken. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I have to remind her, too, I'll I'll be like, you know, when you go into a meeting, you just need to be a little bit quiet, learn, learn a little about it. And she's incredibly intuitive about that to where I think a lot of women sometimes aren't. They walk into a room and I think they're almost they they're they're kind of funny that they're the only female in the room and it bothers that yeah yeah intimidating yeah it is intimidating and I do think that you find that no matter where you go Mm -hmm. so I think it's great for especially these young women to get involved learn and what you said a minute ago about humble I I preach that to my kids all the time because things can change on a dime Mm -hmm. and I think you always need to make sure that you're being humble treating people the same and not getting a little bit too big for your britches (laughs) And I would say one thing that I've learned is that it's actually a very small world. 
Um, you don't ever want to burn the bridges because our communities are connected in some way, shape, or form. Um, I came from Peachtree City, Georgia, 70 miles south of here. And in this market, I run into people that I've done business with in, in the past decade. So always making sure that you leave a positive, lasting impression with the people that you encounter is something that I've learned myself. Right. Yeah. That's a good one. Well, thank yeah. you, ladies, so much for joining us today. I want to leave um, the audience with a thought from one of our, our sponsors. Um, remember, you can listen to our broadcast live every Friday at 1130 on businessradiox.com by selecting the Gwinnett Business Radio X studio. And also, I'd like to remind you that Celebrating Powerhouse Women is presented by CAB Incorporated and also brought to you in part by Cat Rangers. Cat Rangers is saving lives of cats and kittens one paw at a time. They are the special forces of cat rescue, and all of their felines recover in their lovely home-like center in Buford while they wait to find their forever homes. Cat Rangers is growing rapidly and is always seeking financial and volunteer support. Please contribute by visiting catrangers.org today. All right. Well, I wanted to thank our powerhouse guests today for joining us, Suzanne and Tammy. I appreciate your time this morning. And remember, you can listen to us 24-7 online, or you can listen to us on your favorite podcast app. Please follow us on social media at Gwinnett Radio X. And until next time, I am Amanda Pierch, and this has been Celebrating Powerhouse Women. Mm